Hello, friends. How are you? How are you getting on? I hope you're having a lovely, gentle day. My name is Colm, and this is the Sober Mess podcast. And I'm absolutely over the moon to have a former MMA fighter and professional athlete who took a bit of change in their career and went from MMA fighting to become a coffee educator, creating a YouTube channel to create uh, sorry, to train baristas. Essentially went from flattening people to flat whites. <laughs> He's also a videographer and a content cr- creator and a keen yoga enthusiast. And has recently found the benefits of cold showers and finding comfort in the uncomfortable. He knocks mental health on its arse and he's a heavyweight champ when it comes to well-being. So I'm absolutely over the moon and chuffed to have me go pal Ben Forsett on the podcast. So how are you, brother? I think that's the best intro I've ever, I've ever heard. It's <laughs> all <Not> true, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm good, man. Yeah, I'm grand. Um, I find that's why I say good luck with that intro because it's kind of funny. Um, to um, I really bounce around a lot of things, and I don't. I, I kind of enjoy not being able to be pinned down by any one label. Yeah, and, no. uh, you know what I mean. So like, I find it funny when I hear other people describe me. There's a lot of ums and ahs and kind of. I don't know how he does this, but he also does this, and I kind of like that. Yeah, it's it's mad, isn't it? Like I, I remember going onto a podcast a few weeks ago, and a guy was like, "Give me, well, give us a quick like, kind of summary of what you do," and you know. And then I thought to myself, no matter what he tells me, I'm just I'll morph into that character. Like if I tell him I'm an athlete, I used to box, I'm a season, my mental health, well-being, like whatever I tell him, I'll play the dance and clown, and and you know what I mean, and, and play into that. You know what I mean? And so it's mad how we can just morph into all these kind of different characters, like you know. Yeah. That becomes the narrative then yeah i've done i've done a couple of podcasts in the past year so like and then yeah sometimes they talk about one just one aspect of like say for example they one where all all they wanted to talk about was fighting like and what it was like to be a fighter and all this kind of stuff and i was like all right cool and then another one might be all about yoga and then another might be all about so it is kind of, and then yeah that just becomes the narrative and then i am quite conscious then i'm like that's who I'm being portrayed as. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, they're like, oh, that, that yoga fella or that thing. I just think it's gas. But I like that um, kind of concept that there's millions of different versions of yourself because obviously the, the, the vision of yourself that you have of yourself yeah. and then there's your friends and then your family and then everyone that you meet, they all have different versions of yourself. So there's no real, one real version. Yeah, it's mine. Interesting, you know. Yeah, it's a, Charles Cooley has that quote, like, like oh, I'm not, who, who I am, I'm not who you think I am. I am who you think, who I think I am. You know what I mean? That one we're constantly like. I'll, I'll need a minute with that one. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like like, and that's the number one word in philosophy. It's like who am I? Like you know what I mean? That we're constantly changing our fucking persona is just to fit you. Like if someone said oh, you're the MMA fighter, you have to kind of be the tough guy, and you know, and I, 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 I fight for a living, and you know, this kind of this hardness about me, and this kind of aggressive personality about me, you know, because you think that's all the traits of an MMA fighter. That's a stereotype, you know. But then if I just introduce you, well, he's he's the yoga man. He does the yoga. Then you talk gently, you know. And I love like I love sunrises and yoga. And uh, you know, and eating vegetarian, you know, and all the stereotypes that would go with that. Like, I'm yeah. constantly because I think that's what you would expect of me. So that's why I play that character. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it depends on what the podcast is. Like, yeah, 
Yeah, it's, um, like I had someone, some crowd in America asked me to do like a, they have a spirituality podcast, which is like spe- like specifically they've labeled it as that, like a spirituality podcast. And I was like, oh, I don't know, like I don't know how how that would go. I'm not, I, I don't know if I can even define my my spirituality. What, what would be your it. kind of philosophy on spirituality? Like, what is your personal belief? <laughs> that's a very it's a very layered answer or a very layered question um i don't know <laughs> next question <laughs> i don't know um yeah. well it's 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 because I've, I've read loads of different you know people's ideas of what spirituality might be you know like Eckhart, Eckhart Tolle and stuff would say that like spirituality is basically just awareness you know mm-hmm. or you know or you'd have you know I just read a book there by Thich Nhat Hanh he's like a Buddhist kind of um Buddhist leader and he kind of defined like religious ha- religion having like kind of strict beliefs and dogmas and yeah. like you know whereas whereas uh, spirituality is yeah it doesn't have any of that it's just kind of about being present and being and then like you go you go into other stuff and it's like the collective the collective um consciousness and all this kind of stuff so there's just so much in in the word spirituality that i'm not really sure i'm I'm still i'm still kind of navigating my way through it all yeah so it's so interesting isn't it yeah it's it's like i don't know my my thing on on, on spirituality that i'm constantly going down all these kind of different rabbit holes like you like Mm. you talk about edgar tall and just being in the present being in the moment you know he said you know, you're closest to going your higher power just when you're in the present moment, you know, and uh, and I don't my philosophy on kind of spirituality and religion, it's like that old saying, you know, people that are afraid to go to hell are religious, whereas people that have already been to hell are spiritual, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> that they kind of find their connection through their hardship, like, you know what I mean? And uh, like, I'm reading this really good book at the moment that I keep going on about this. It's a man's search for mean and uh, Victor Frankl. Yeah, it's, yeah. I know it. Um, I've had four or five occurrences in my life that are telling me to read that book. It's One of them was like a, ho- a homeless guy on this on the street telling me to read it. Then a neighbor of mine, and then another person as well. And then I and then like so I've had like a few like the, the, yeah, it's mad how the universe communicates with us, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's um, the same direction. Is it, He's in Auschwitz, isn't it? So it apparently is split into half. Is it's like first half is his experience in Auschwitz, and the second half is his kind of psychoanalysis of the whole yeah, thing. Because yeah. he's going in there as a trained psychologist, and he's he's able to kind of observe everyone's behaviors and how they're how they're impacted by the surroundings and the environments. And he was generally saying that that no matter what's going on around us, that we have a choice of how we react to a situation. Like if I mm-hmm. say get to a red light in the car you know we can either say well look there's nothing i can do about this i'll just accept it or i could say oh, for feck's sake i'm running late i can't believe this and then all the anger comes so this thing is like you have freedom to decide how you want to react to a situation but his thing on spirituality was that just you know that he'd be obviously in limiting horrendous conditions and he'd get up mm-hmm. and the highlight of his day was just being in the moment with a sunrise and he'd notice mm. the sunrise and he'd notice everyone around him. They just stopped for him, no matter what was going on. 
everything mm. didn't matter for that moment and he just mm. connected with that sunrise and for me like for me my my I suppose connection with higher power or spirituality is is nature you know I get it from sea swimming mm. I get it from walking out in the woods going hiking you know I went for a trail run today of tree rock and you know it was mad as we were running that you're so focused on where your next step is going you know you're jumping over rocks and all that anything else in your life doesn't matter because you're so intensely present you're so aware you know and uh, you know as Edgar Tull talks about it being in the now and in the moment and for me that's like my form of meditation that doesn't matter what's going on the bills the relationships the job you know the email back to the boss as soon as I'm just so intensely present with, with the task at hand you know that mm. that's my form of, of meditation that's my form of spirituality like you know what i mean and the, the thing i yeah. don't like about religion i wouldn't be like a, a religious person that religion is like me saying to you look ben the only way for you to get to do nearly is to get the dart you're like can i not get a taxi i get mm. the bus no you have to get the dart and that done nearly is enlightenment and you can only get the dart there you know but can i not cycle or walk no you have to get the dart and see the thing about spirituality is that there's more than one way to get there doesn't like you could be if you want to be a catholic if you want to be a muslim if whatever you want to be you know but i think it's it's how we act you know how we being like the most spiritual thing you can do is be it's just to be loving go from a to b without trying to disturb anyone and how can you improve someone's life today where too too many people get bogged down with the the wordy voice and of, of, of whatever it is but i think it's more about our actions than our beliefs you know yeah i think kind of the the, the presence or like presence in general kind of it's like the seed of spirituality it's like the, the you know the the kind of beginning little seed and then all of the stuff that you're talking about there like just yeah like compassion empathy uh, just like like love and communication all of the all of the positive kind of things um you know that you're that we know and that every religion teaches actually um that's at the core of every religion is is it's, it always boils down to the same thing yeah. like just be just be sound yeah just be sound, <laughs> just be sound. That's, that's that's really it just, <laughs> just go from a to b and just and just like yeah just understanding patience and all all of them that really nice virtues that like yeah. that you would like to hear you know you would like to be described as a person who has all of those kind of characteristics it's like kind of just trying to bring them so yeah i don't know if to like so i suppose this like if you're it's hard it is a hard like what is spirituality to you i suppose yeah it's just i think it starts with presence and then it kind of radiates outwards then into your daily life yeah and and it could be like those kind of sitting and enjoying moments it's a lot to do with presence isn't it yeah like it really it really is and i don't know if that's just because i just keep reading that card yeah and, I, and, I, and i'm really looking forward to like reading loads of other people's um because I, I i'm probably a culprit in the past of like say reading a book and be like right that's that's my mindset now yeah you know but but i'm really trying now to just like you know read one person's opinion on something mm. and then read another and another and another and just kind of then take you know bits and kind of figure yeah. out your own that's the thing like, we're constantly going down these rabbit holes like you know like i'd 
like that, Edgar Thal, he's this the way, this is 100%, this is it, you know, and then when Victor Frankl, no, he, this is gospel true, what he's taught, you know, and we're always going down these, it's like when we get into yoga, or we get into running or swimming, or, you know, you went from MMA to these different things, it's like, this is it, this is the answer, and we get so, and you know, and as time goes on, I'm starting to treat life more like a, a buffet breakfast, you know, like in a, in a hotel, yeah, you yeah. get open, you have the sausages, yeah. the beans, the pudding, whereas you can pick what you want to put on your plate, like have an open mind to everything but attached to nothing that you can pick right i take that i take ben's opinion on spirituality i leave his opinion on philosophy i take his opinion mm-hmm. on nature you know i want to like take what works for you and what feels right and we can always change our mind and never get like attached to anything like you can just always mm-hmm. have an open mind like you know yeah i think that's the best way because yeah when you get attached that's when the ego gets involved you're like you know because then it becomes my belief and if you yeah. are opposing my belief then you're opposing me and then i'm threatened and i'm defensive and that's when you see people you know getting extremely angry about some sort of topic that they're speaking about you've seen you probably have mates that are getting into conversations and at the end of the day what they're talking about is opinions but yet they're just shouting at each other and and you're like you're not like you're not even talking about something <laughs> factual or like it's yeah. not, I don't, you know what I mean? It's just an opinion now. Like, and then you know, people are just get so attached to it then because that then they're defined by what they what they believe in or what they prescribe yeah. to. Or and then they're like, but that's who I am, but it's not who you are. And I, that's yeah. one of the things I really like about the whole spirituality world is it seems like across the board there's this kind of agreement that that beneath everything, at the center of everything, there's like this undying, authentic self. And that that is is always there and you can always come back to it um regardless of anything outward you know i love that because i see a rabbit hole going down at the moment i don't know if you ever heard of it like derives from kind of buddhism but their kind of theory is like a buddha the word buddha means awoken one like awoken mm-hmm. one and mm-hmm. it's basically saying that we all have this pure and inter- it, 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 it's kind of like did you ever hear Taoism? the Tao? Yeah, yeah, like they talk about like the you know the 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 cycles of nature and the principles of nature and how we're all kind of the one we're all the the, the waves of the same ocean and talk mm-hmm. about the the atoms and the cosmos. We're essentially saying we all have this pure untethered energy within us. You know what I mean? And like and we get too bogged down about the outside, the external of how we look and the things around us, and constantly looking for our identity and things like you talk about there that we get so attached. Oh, this is I'm I'm united till I die, and I love Manchester United, and that's I won't listen to any other opinion because this is my and we're just dying to because the biggest word in philosophy is who am I? Like what is I? What am I? In college? It's just this flash, the flesh you see before you, you know the matter, you know, or is it deeper beyond that? And the the Vandante they believe that we all have this little energy within us, and that the more we can like look and going to get coming aware of this energy and not know that we're not our thoughts we're not our feelings we're merely just an observer that can look at our thoughts and look at our feelings and the less we identify and attach our thoughts and come back to just this energy the less we'll judge ourselves like and yeah there was some talks about like you walk into a forest or walk in 
they were like look at the ocean like you wouldn't walk into a forest and say judging trees and say geez that tree's really tall that's really small I, I've heard this yeah. yeah yeah you know and uh, Ram Dass talks about and then it's the same yeah, the ocean it's Ram Dass yeah we wouldn't start saying like this is a really abnormal looking wave there that way is some darky it's really posh or that way is some the north side you know Dolly Mountain like, must be a bit of a bogey like you know but but straight away we, we then we surround ourselves with humans and we're, we're projecting our insecurities onto people like oh there it is there that because it's 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 our own low self-esteem that we're putting on other people like you know what i mean but if we get go beneath the surface like you know and, and stop judging on the outer and more on the inner and that's where the work is at man you know that's where we start stop kind of like for me my, my whole journey was trying to convince you to like me or trying to convince my friends that i'm good enough or trying to convince relationships that I'm worthy you know what I mean and rather than just instead of worrying about the external it's just start going on to the internal and starting saying right, I, know, I know I'm good enough I know I'm worthy I know I'm lovable you know and that, mm-hmm. that was the hardest journey to make you know going from your head to your heart you know going from intellectualizing to just being more in the moment like you know it's and it's not easy it's not, <laughs> it's not no it's not easy and you because it's like my, it's a daily thing because my thing is I'm not a slow learner I'm a quick forgetter that I have all this awareness but tomorrow I could wake up and start chasing a nice shiny carrot in the distance like you know what I mean the oddest thing would fix me this thing would make me complete mm. you know yeah yeah but it's having yeah that that was me too like the same thing um, and that you know that's why I was fighting in general you know that's why it was obviously unresolved um inferiority kind of things from when I was bullied as a kid and um, I was like right well I'm just gonna if I can't you know if I'm gonna get I'll, I'll show them all you know I'll, I'll be the biggest and the toughest and this and that and whatever and, you know and then um, yeah it, it's I'm only realizing all this stuff in the past few years really you know just um, how you can spend and I'm feel, I'm, I feel uh, not honored what's the word I'm looking for I feel lucky in the sense and it's kind of a bit of an ambiguous word but I feel lucky in the sense that I've kind of gotten to a point where I can see not the error in my ways but like the, the different constructs and the different kind of masks and the different mm-hmm. layers to myself like and, and be able to look at like right this is why I was fighting but that's not who I am and that's why I stopped and this is why I do that or this is why I say that having like the space around your thoughts and just going even net like it's a but it's a, like you said it's a daily daily part it's a it's a minutely that's not a word but you know what I mean it's a, it's a ever perpetuating kind of task it's just or, or kind of activity is just kind of going why am I thinking that why am I saying that why am I feeling that why am I which is it's not easy <laughs> Yeah, it's not. You've got this constant mirror, you know, and it's uh, it can be tricky. Yeah, because you're calm. It's all. It's almost like you're you're always. I'm not. You're judging yourself, but then you're all, you're also trying not to judge yourself at the same time. Like you become yeah. aware that you're judging yourself, and you're trying to take it easy on yourself, but you're still trying to analyze, and you're still trying to, you know, you don't want to forget. You don't want to just slip back into the numbness or. You know? Yeah, it's a hard one, isn't it? Because you have to try not to overanalyze it because you can branch off to all these different things and 
you can just wreck your head and it's like that thing that it's like self-inquiry but no judgment like you know what i mean and that's then the hard, that's the hard part yeah yeah 100 but like i love that you were kind of saying from your from talking about your past like sigmund freud is this great quote you know one day in retrospect the years of struggle would strike you as the most beautiful and like if i was to look back at my life you know you'd come across as someone quite aware and someone quite enlightened you know, and a lot of the people that even that I'd meet down to 40 foot, that people that come across quite in, who are quite enlightened, are quite awoken. They'd always come from, they have really fascinating stories or really interesting stories. I may came from a place of kind of struggle or a place of pain, which is kind of catapulted them or being a catalyst for them to kind of inquire, to say, look, I'm not getting the buzz out of the materialism or the, the simple stuff anymore, not the the trivial stuff anymore that I'm all get a buzz out of the, the simple things in life. Like what tell us a bit about your journey, like and how you think um were, were some of the kind of milestones in your life that kind of put you on this journey that you're on. Mm. <laughs> that's a that's an interesting one. Um hmm. I think I've I think I've always had some sort of like awareness of whatever spirituality or never mind spirituality but like i've always been so say what you're talking about earlier about kind of but kind of what you were saying was about accountability you were saying like you know not getting caught up in this and in your mind and and also a, a part of that for me is like kind of understanding and accepting that pretty much everything that happens in your life uh, is because of you or something you know that kind of, i've always had that kind of accountability kind of drilled mm-hmm. into me and um sorry i had a train of thought there i might have lost it um yeah like i had i remember years ago it was just funny you, you started with kind of the word reactions at some point you said near the very start but um i i, I always had these little goals you know i don't really have too much goals anymore i kind of just I had enough goals for now maybe maybe soon i have some, yeah. some kind of more more midterm ones but i don't have any like big I want to get to the UFC kind of goal, you know, because I kind of, yeah. kind of did, did been there, done that. Um, but like one of them was actually to do a TED talk. And uh, so yeah, I just want to do a TED talk. Just want to be, I want to be a fellow who gives a TED talk. And uh, I was going to be on reactions. And it's just basically how your, your, your life is determined by your reaction to everything, you know, because yeah. um, it's all you can control and stuff like that. So this, this stuff was always kind of in my head. I always had this kind of, small kind of interest or awareness around that like kind of like that kind of law of attraction type mentality or um like manifesting goodness into your life affirming what you want yeah yeah and and i just like i've always just kind of like done if i want to do something i do it that's it and so therefore i was one of those people who go through all these phases and stuff you know so it was martial arts when I was six, you know, it was like, and then I was just bed into Bruce Lee and John Claude and that, and that was who I was. And, all. and then yeah. I think then I took a little break for a while because I was like, I, didn't, I was scared to compete. And I remember just kind of, I actually lied to my mom. I think I said, did I, I, I remember whispering in her ear saying I didn't want to fight anymore. And I think I lied, I'm pretty sure I lied about why. But it was actually just that I was too scared to compete. Like yeah, competitions just scared the life out of me. And I took a little break and then I went heavy into music and then I was like, you know, in a band, I was, you know, that was my life then. Now I'm a guitarist, I'm going to be a rock star, I'm going to be this and that. And then I, you know, that kind of dwindled away and 
back to martial arts and then from like I was like 16 and then from then to like 28 it was just oh, I'm going to be a world champion kind of thing I'm going to be in the UFC I'm going to be this and that but then I have all these other little phases where I got mad into magic for a while or I got mad into hypnosis for a while yeah. just strange things I just have one of those personalities where I'm always kind of like um, you know looking for things like you said earlier you know just kind of kind of throwing shit at the wall see what sticks like that's yeah, been my life, yeah. Been yeah. My life basically yeah um, um and all of that like and, um so that's always kind of been there and then one of the one of the th- one of the moments in my life or moments or kind of periods in my life that i attribute a lot to like the, the even kind of further development of that mindset was just start listening to joe rogan because just all the you're exposed. I was just suddenly exposed to all these people with these mad, profound ideas or professions, and they're hyper successful, or they're, you know, just you know, the top scientists and top philosophers and psychologists mm-hmm. and all, you know, all the kind of mix of people like Rogan would have had on, and that that's what really kind of gave me this kind of. See, I don't really think about this stuff much, so I'm just processing it as I'm as I'm saying it. Um, it kind of like you know that all led to me going right i'm gonna be this i was real like stubborn now i was like gonna be a, gonna then the thing i picked was martial arts was mma and at the time i was i moved to australia in 2012 for a year just and uh, it was kind of at the time that connor was just getting into the ufc mm-hmm. and i was and i was kind of watching that and going and it's funny you know i was going oh that's what i want to be that's that's who that basically I want to be that lad. Is, mm. is 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 in a nutshell. And it's just interesting looking back and recognizing that because, you know, I was just attached. Just again, like all the all the different things I'd latch onto. It was just another thing that I was kind of latching onto, like an idea of myself that wasn't really myself. That I was going, that's what I want to do. Yeah, it's mad how we do that though, isn't it? It's like this, this is the thing. This is we do this, and I know a lot of stuff that I done when I was. Younger, you know, like when I got into the boxing and all, it was more like trying to play an image, I was trying to do whatever set place of, of trying to look for worth. And also, I was I was very afraid, afraid and frightened, you know, that I didn't know my own identity or who I was. So I'd come up with these, or oh, maybe I am the fighter, or maybe I am mm. the athlete, or maybe, you know, and then I'd, I'd, I'd play this play this character and then play this role, you know. And I, I was like, with all this energy in no direction, it was like when you blow a balloon up halfway and you let it go and it's going all over the place. <laughs> But if you give me like something, I'll just I'll just get this tunnel vision. Like just pursue that I have to yeah. get there because that's when I get there, then I'll probably like who I am and I'll find yeah. my identity and I'll find my place of self worth. And I become so obsessed with getting to that destination. Yeah, yeah. So I was that was that was me up until like you know, I would I would even say two years ago. I'm t- I'm thirty now, like I'm thirty one this year. Up until about two years ago, I was literally just that was that was what I was doing, just chasing things and mm. and looking for validation and looking for uh, unaware, obviously, like uh, a large majority of the population of the world are just kind of this kind of unaware of this un- of their unconsciousness, you know, um, so uh, unconscious unawareness, sort of thing, yeah, must be, and. Uh, um so then like yeah i suppose it, it, because of that because of this kind of inner turmoil i suppose and kind of 
I'll, I'll use the term that I wasn't, I feel like I wasn't in alignment to what, you know, my inner purpose or whatever. Yeah, your inner values or your inner compass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A- any of that kind of stuff. I wasn't in line with that, you know, because I don't really particularly like punching people in the face. You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't particularly like inflicting harm in general. I liked the athletic side of fighting. Yeah, the challenge, the challenge, the resilience, like doing the, you know, the training. I love like pushing myself for the training, but I never, you know, I never, I never really enjoyed the fighting process. Yeah. Like winning, obviously, yeah, it was cool because, but I think it was, it was more so that I was like. Oh, that's over, and I've won now. I've accomplished something, yeah. you know. But I, I, yeah, I, I can relate so much to that. Like when I was getting into the ring, and I feel I didn't like hurting people, and I feel real frightened before I got in. But at the same time, I was trying to play a role and a character, like, yeah. and I don't know where to stem from. I think it was a, a low self esteem thing, or you know, um, but it definitely it didn't. And it was actually gas when I started. Um, I went through, I quit my job a few years ago to go down to Thailand and do a, a Muay Thai course. And uh, and do a competition. And uh, when I got to Thailand, I was doing, and the hostel I was staying in, there was another dude, and he was talking about, look, I, I was a few years in recovery, so I was always a bit spiritual. But I met this guy, and he was talking about, like, he was doing this meditation, uh, silent retreat in uh, Phuket, and I was talking to him, look, look classic. And uh, I was going to come and try it, and then I went over, and I got talking to one of the monks there, and he just had this real attractive aura to him. Like, he just had this really nice energy about him. And uh, he was telling me, like, he's really funny, and he's, he's from the UK, actually. And, uh, you know, and then I just knew this is where I wanted to go. And so we ended up leaving the camp, the Muay Thai camp, and going, like, doing this for two weeks. And then I went, like, all over. Doing, like, someone telling me, hey, check out this, I check out that. And I went, like, got Vietnam, Cambodia, Bali, just in, on this endeavor for um, more enlightenment. Because I knew I was onto something, and I was seeking it further and further and further. But that was, it was like, how we started that journey was, Doing the doing the fighting and the Muay Thai, which I wasn't. I thought if I if I got better at, it, then I'd start to enjoy it, or I wouldn't fight. You know what I mean? This mad thing in yeah. my head. But then when I found this, the meditation, and and I just found it more aligned with my, my inner purpose. You know what I mean? Rather than what I think Ben wants me to be, or the Anto down yeah. the road wants me to be. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. And you can actually feel that. I'm sure you remember. Like it's like this feeling that just every every like the the universe and the world is kind of behind you, going, yeah, go on. You know, go on, Colin. <laughs> yeah, it's you mad, know, it, isn't it's it? It's like I, instead of like for me when I was fighting, I just felt like it was just constantly an opposing force. I was like trudging uphill, you know, you know. And then when I kind of let go of that, yeah, it's like big highs then, and big lows. Like you know, you're chasing the next high and you get a low and then a high and a low. Like you know, whereas like then when you get more into the kind of the self care and the doing the work on self, you know what I mean? You find the it's a bit more of a balance. You go from chasing a successful life to chasing a satisfied life, you know what I mean? And I think that was the transition that I made, that I was looking at the nice shiny things in the distance, that if I got the car or the big fight or the validation, imagine what people think about me for one this fight. They probably give me, like, they probably really like me, think I'm really cool, think I'm really tough, you know? But it wasn't yeah. it wasn't what they thought of me. It was always thinking myself, like, you know what I mean? And then when I started saying... I actually enjoy doing meditation. I enjoy getting up for the sunrise. I enjoy connecting with nature, you know. And this stuff is just starting to connect with my soul. And I think, you know, I think that's part of the journey that we're on is, is like, for me, it's like two endeavors in life. The number one is finding our own value or, or who we are, what we're into, you know, this journey that we go on. And then the next half is how can we use that to improve the the lives of other people around us? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and that's the journey. Like you talk about trying the MMA and all that. and 
trying to find out what you are, but without us going down them, say, cul-de-sacs, yeah. you know, we yeah. wouldn't have learned. Like, you know what I mean? We, we yes. need to, you really are going to find lessons and lessons that we need to go down these cul-de-sacs. To, and that's all part of the journey. Like, you know what I mean? That's, and then when I look, I look at my past, I don't look at it from a judgmental side anymore. I said, I had to go down all these cul-de-sacs. I had to make these mistakes, you know, because now we, there's just another brick on the house with this, this, nice, uh, this nice house of gratitude that I'm living in today, like, you know. Yeah, it's it's very true. Yeah, because if I hadn't have, you know, done all that, then I wouldn't. Yeah, I would. I might not. I might just still be kind of asleep. You know. Yeah. You know, just because I yeah, and I actually, if you read, the more you read, the more you kind of think, uh, like look into this kind of stuff and all, you'll see that common theme of like, you have to come through the shit, <laughs> like basically, um, even like um. I'm reading Carl Jung's um, autobiography at the moment, and he's like, he doesn't, he just doesn't think you can be a good therapist if you haven't like, been through the wars, basically, because how are you supposed to show someone the way if you if you don't know it yourself, and, yeah. and you need to, you need to know what it what it feels like and all this kind of stuff. And I think uh, yeah, like you said about the people at the forty four, like the most kind of you know to use the word enlightened or something. Yeah, it's usually the people with them, just the maddest stories or the you know. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty grateful for all of that. Now it took a, a while for me to kind of lose because fighting kind of defined me, you know, or I felt that it defined me. And for a lot of people who knew me, it did. You know, they you know that was like what people would say to me when they see me. Oh, when's the next fight and stuff? So it took a while to let go of that kind of. Um. You know that 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 realize that that wasn't me. You know, and then like. You know, I was working all at the time and then I was still working in coffee and stuff the whole time. And then I was like, but I remember just going like, oh, like well, I don't have a big thing anymore. Like, what's my big thing? You know, yeah. this is just my old, old thought processes. I'm like, oh, maybe I can, you know, have a giant coffee company, you know. And then that's when I kind of started the brand of coffee for the company I was working for. And I had all these big ambitions of doing this and doing that and all. Mm-hmm. Um, and like having, you know, I'll open a roastery in here and I'll go to Australia and open one and open one in Barcelona. I'll do I this and do that. that. And I build this and build that. And I was like, and this is not the, my, my, my mindset is like, couldn't be further from that at the moment. like things like that, you know? Um, but it was just, again, your ego, like tries to latch onto things, you know? Um, and then you can, you can trick you. It's very, it's very clever. It can trick you into thinking, you know that that's the wordy endeavor then and that's this mm. but it's actually it's actually the same thing because you're still chasing a big thing yeah. you know so you're still chasing some sort of validation and you're still like a lot of people under the assumption living under the assumption that the next moment has the potential to be better than the present yeah and, which, which, which is a, is not true you know and it's, it's a, crazy it's a, it's a, the trap, yeah. you know. I remember hearing a guy say that if you if, if you can measure it, it won't fix it. You know what I mean? That if you can you'd be your bank account, the amount of cars you have, how big your house is. <clears throat> that if, if you can measure it, it won't fix it. And that's the other thing that I don't like about religion. That they sell us this idea that 
if you suffer today, you'll have this amazing time in eternity over there in the clouds up there. You know what I mean? It's like, but we're sacrificing today on the belief that tomorrow will be better. Like, you know what I mean? That exactly. we're never in the moment that we're like, I'll just put up with today. I'll just enjoy today. I'll just look for the next distraction that can just get me out of how miserable I am today because tomorrow will be better. Like, you know what I mean? And we're yeah. constantly living in tomorrow and looking at yesterday, like that we're never actually here and here and now, like, you know? Yeah. It's um, uh, when you realize it, it's it, it really is like a whole new. Now it's not it's not it's not easy it's not um it's not always the way but it's like new art like you know new new eyes or new you know you see the world in a very different way or you see life in a very different way when you can kind of figure that out you know um which is really nice um. But like I, yeah. So after fighting and all that kind of stuff, then I was just, I was again looking for, and I, and then luckily, or not, well, luckily, yeah, um, that's kind of made me to go down the route of all the plant medicines and stuff, you know, like um, just from listening to Aubrey Marcus and stuff and Joe Rogan, like like I said, I always had that kind of int- intrigue approach to um spirituality and um. I've heard Aubrey Marcus not talking about ayahuasca and all this and a different Rogan podcast song. And I was like, so then I was in this place, this little limbo then of finishing fighting and kind of not really having a, it was a very who am I moment, uh, which I say moment, it was a year, you know, mm-hmm. and I was like, and then so for me, the answer was kind of like, right, I'm going to go off and do ayahuasca and stuff. Um, yeah, which I did, and then that, like, that did, um, that just kind of opened this kind of world of possibilities to me, and, like, just started this kind of, um, like, a lot of people, you've probably heard people talking about plant medicines and ayahuasca. Yeah, no, ayahuasca, yeah, it's always something I'm fascinated by, like, obviously, I'm I'm in recovery, like, so I'd I'd never, like, you... It's a weird one, yeah. Yeah. You you hear Russell Brand talking about that, he's like, I don't know if I can do it, because I'm in recovery, I don't know. Yeah. But see, the thing is that, like, it's a natural occurring substance. It's, it's like a, yeah. it's, it's essentially DMT, and like DMT is actually stored in our livers. And when we pass away, when there's a lack of oxygen goes to our brain, our body releases it. So it's like the nature's last sweet goodbye that you go and that you see this man illusion. Yeah. Like when people describe like near death experiences, they're talking about the, the, the DMT release in their brain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me being in recovery, I'm like, there's, there's alternative ways to get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like so. The, yeah, like DMT, it's like, I don't know, like for me, it's like, if you had like this, if you, you were trying to explain to someone the answer, like if I ask you, hey, what's, the, what's the answer to this maths question? And you're like, this is the answer to the maths question. But if you more like say, well, let's, I'll show you the equation and show you how you can find the answer to the all the maths questions that you'll ever face. And I think with ayahuasca, it's just an instant thing. That's not, people think you take it and it's going to change your life and you're going to be new. And you're, it's just, merely just a, an experience that you might have that may, uh, that may just be a kind of open the door for you to say, right, this is a place I can explore. This is a pursuit or an endeavor that I may want to go down. Like, but for me, I, I'm just like, I'm like, I'm, got, I'm finding that kind of vision through like the, the meditation, through nature, mm. through sea swimming, and just yeah. finding like my own kind of connection that way. Like, that I don't really, I don't, I'm not yeah, a place. Yeah. It's like if you, I made the world's nicest sandwich for you and put it in mm. front of you. 
and you're like, I don't like I'm here. Do you want some pepper? Do you want some mayonnaise? No, the sandwich is perfect. Like, and that's where my mind is at, at the moment. That my life is really yeah. good at the moment. Where I don't feel like I need to go on this and take ayahuasca. And then mm. as well, being being like a, 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 a substance, using a substance to overcome my substance dependency issue. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? So that's it's always kind of. But as well, I'm I, I'm fascinated by it. I, I love I love hearing people's stories. I love hearing like it's annihilating the ego, where it's just your higher pure intelligence, like that deeper energy that we were talking about. It's just that where you've annihilated the ego, and it's just the, the it's just you and you're seeing space. You're seeing. You're seeing what you're seeing, death. You know, you're seeing what it's all about, and I love that. I love hearing stories. You know, I'm like I observe it from a distance. I'm like the guy holding the rope for the other guy going down the hall, and I'm being like, "What do you see down there?" You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. my point there. But that's my stance yeah. on it. Like you know, yeah. Like I'll give you a controversial opinion that that's just came into my head. Um, on that, yeah, I think, um. Like, I agree with what you're saying there. And just from speaking to you, like, I'd be like, I know you're a fella that doesn't need to do it, you know, because, you, you know, you, you're on the right track and all this kind of stuff. But yeah, like, a kind of maybe controversial opinion is like, um, you're saying there about kind of dissolving the ego and stuff. I think, I think there's a huge potential, or I think what happens a lot with, with people, and this is, I know this from experience, that who do like something like ayahuasca or like a big, psilocybin trip or something like that that actually they they might think that that's what's happening but actually like i mentioned earlier the ego is just attaching onto another thing then and what's actually happening is going oh now i'm the spiritual guy now i'm the the woke yeah. guy now i'm the enlightened guy you know and then you you know and you go real heavy into that and you're like i know everything and i've seen this and i've seen that and uh, oh no you don't know unless you do the plant medicines and you don't know this and you don't know that and all and it's just another another thing it's another um kind of some um trick from your ego yeah. um you know and and it, I, I it's taken me a few it took me a few years to realize that you know because i was like you know oh it's uh like these are all these are all asleep like what's going like you know how can i see this stuff and i'll and i wanted to like tell everyone and this and that and all this kind yeah. of stuff. but it's um it's um and as well you hear a lot of people talking about it in a positive way but like and obviously it's a very profound experience but to be honest for me it kind of kick-started a, a continued like it's about two and a half years now like a dark night of the soul where it, it people talk about the highs of it but they don't talk too much about the lows of it because it it can really force you to have this inward look that isn't always pleasant you know mm-hmm. um you know if you're for someone who's just kind of floating in true life and you're not really aware of much and then you know this profound experience happens and then you're all of a sudden just turned fully inwards it's not like it's it's difficult you know and i i would yeah. I, I, I feel like i don't particularly like to label things you know but if you want to label it i'd say i've gone through a few different kind of depressed states yeah. si- since then now I do feel that it's it's all necessary and beneficial, um, but it, it's not it's not all the glitz and glamour and stuff that you kind of hear. And it is just a tool. So like one of the biggest things that I've kind of taken on the past while, and this kind of came about when I was. So you do that. You do those ceremonies are great, and and what's 
like you kind of do it and we do the ceremony and then and you kind of just talk and you share and i don't know if you've ever sat in a circle like a like a sharing circle where are you sorry yeah yeah and uh, yeah so that right so you know what i'm talking about so um so that part right I, is actually the valuable part of the whole experience in my opinion it's so, the connection is yeah, and it's weird you were kind of hitting on Sigmund Freud earlier about the, the synchronized consciousness, like you know what I mean, and the connection and the community around you. Like, yeah, it's um, so I only had that realization like last year because I was I went to like a non psychedelic retreat that was just singing and dancing and like nice food and meditation and yoga and hikes and all this kind of stuff. And I was kind of sitting there in one of these sharing circles and stuff, and I was just going, I just had a little. Oh, this is what I'm what I'm missing because I felt like I was like oh, I'd love to go and get an old, get an old uh, bit of ayahuasca into me, get an old hit yeah. of this, a little a little top up, a little you know, yeah. which again is another trick that you can play in yourself, you know, that mm. you need something to to become better, you know. When yeah. actually we all everything we 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 were we seek we already have inside us you know would be my kind of stance on that like and then i had this just stark realization that like actually it's just all about just the connection and stuff so um and the openness and the so basically all the stuff that uh, it's a tricky one because the the plant medicines of ayahuasca for me opened up this world of all this lovely stuff of like you know be more open be more vulnerable uh, be more compassionate understanding kind of empathetic uh being the better listener being or even just endeavoring to be all of these things yeah and without that i don't know if i would be doing all that stuff I, so i don't know it's a bit of a like would i have found my way anyway kind of thing or whatever yeah. so it, it's so it's i do think it's a very powerful tool um but i think like you said you can achieve what you're what you're the same you can get to the same you yeah. don't have to get the dark you don't have to just get the dark yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah you can you can basically you, what you're you, saying you get, yeah you can cycle you can get yeah. the well, get the electric skewer but what no, is what like what, what, what i would i have known that i was going to the leary in the first place yeah. had i not had i not um you know yeah. sat in that in that ceremony for the first time i don't know I love um, that. like in buddhism they talk about the analogy they use that imagine there's a, a point in the middle of the ocean like a, say a, a ship in the middle of the ocean and that's mm-hmm. enlightenment. And you you have to make like um you have to make like a shaft to get get out there. Like you have to make your own kind of mm-hmm. what's what's the word? Like a, a like a homemade sort of bow. Mm-hmm. Like if you make whatever's around you, I'll take a bit of plywood, I'll take this chair, I'll take this bed and just mix it up and put it together. That you find your things around you that'll make you flow and get out there to the middle of the ocean. So it's whatever influences or, or environments are around you to, to, to use them to help you on your journey to enlightenment. Yeah. It, the Buddhists also say something that's very profound that it, it, I, I lose myself sometimes in meditation thinking about it is about enlightenment because, it, you know, all of these things, I suppose, you consider to be vessels or rafts or whatever to get rafts. to. That's the word I was looking for, rafts. Yeah or to, to to get to this destination but then so that's and then they have a saying where they say the finger pointing at the moon is not the moon and like kind of what it's saying is like it's not actually about you know all of the things to get there it's like you just you just kind of be oh it's hard to i can't then um, i can't even yeah another good, a good one that i heard as well uh 
was like this it's all about desires and craving and like this guy's talking to his, his teacher and he says look I'm, I'm just suffering all the time he says you're, you're suffering because of your desires you know you have to stop desiring so i want you to go and stop desiring go and practice that and he goes away for two weeks and he comes back to his teacher and he says i've been trying to stop desiring but now all i'm doing is desiring to stop desiring like you know what i mean how do i how do i overcome that like you know what yeah, I mean? you have and, to just stop yeah yeah just, so it's like yeah. we're always like we'll always have a desire for something like you know mm-hmm. what i mean like, mm-hmm. i went from desiring drink to desiring sea dips you know what i mean or desiring drugs to desiring nature you know what i mean that's always like a, a desire but to kind of find something that's not going to be a, as impactful or in a negative way or, or, or as a that's kind of going to empower you and serve you somewhat, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think once you have the awareness around it, because that's the first step. Mm. So if you go, right, I'm desiring nature, but I am aware that I'm desiring nature and I'm aware that that nature doesn't define me and that I don't necessarily need to be in nature to be happy. So just to use a kind of more common term, but still wouldn't mind being in nature. I think if you have that kind of nice awareness, you know, that's okay then because at least you're not going, geez, I need to get into the forest. I'm going mad. That's, that's, that's a different thing. Like, like having, having thoughts and and having awareness of those thoughts are two very different things. Yeah. So if you can, if you can have that awareness and then, and then you can actually almost enjoy it more. You'd be like, well, I just, yeah, I feel nicer when I'm in nature. So, but I'm aware that, you know, you know that it's it's not the be all and end though it doesn't define me it doesn't you know i can be happy sitting here as well but like i kind of prefer to be under a tree you know yeah that's okay that's okay as well it's not not definitely or what's the word it's not total it's not like because if you're just there's things in life you know that are just no matter what you want to call them like i know it's not a it's not a great habit to call things good and bad and label things and all that but there's just things that are nicer and there's things yeah. that bring, bring bring you more joy and there's things that yeah um you, you have to surround yourself with a bit more but yeah, yeah. I think it all starts with the awareness of, of those thoughts and yeah i think that's a good yeah you know you know what i mean those people are like oh geez i fucking i need a i need a drink i'm stressed or something like that you know that kind of way but like if you can go well i'm, I'm stressed I I'll probably you know I don't need the drink to make me unstressed, but like I can, but like I also wouldn't mind the drink. I, I can't I can't sorry I can't try to formulate what I'm. Yeah no no I hear you like it's it's it's, it's like anything that we examine our relationship with it like you know what I mean that we don't become yeah. too dependent on this thing that's I look if it's there or it's not there that you know I'll be okay I'll be okay with my feelings and my thoughts that I'm not yeah. going to turn to this this pattern and I suppose an addiction is an addiction yeah there's a difference between being addicted to collecting stamps and addicted to collecting uh, like doing heroin say like obviously the the destruction left behind is completely uh, different like you know but if we're, I'm using something to regulate my feelings and emotions on the external outside of me it, it's never healthy like and can, and can lead to being toxic because I'm given the power to something externally look out these two buttons 
that I'm handing it to it that I have a high button and a low button that when it's doing what I want it to do, it'll make me feel high. When it's accessible, it'll make me feel high. But when it's not available and I can't get it, it'll make me feel low. And we can give that power to anything, like people, mm-hmm. places, things, situations, outcomes, that I'm giving you these two buttons that if, if, I, if I'm getting in my salary or if I'm getting my validation or I'm getting going on for a walk and people like girls are looking at me and I feel all pretty or you know mm. lads like Jesus you're going to the gym you're looking in good shape or you know Jesus that's a great time you got in your marathon or Jesus that was a great fight you know you really dominated that you know that I'm always playing for these these things when I'm getting the highs but then it's the lows that if you don't get that validation if you aren't getting the like you're putting conditions on your own happiness then if you're not getting these things everyone's hitting the low button then then you start to feel low so if I don't give if I don't put a condition on my happiness or my worth and be able to just say, look, oh, I am good enough as I am without applying it to, well, if I can't get a seat up or I can't get a walk in nature, I'll still be okay. I'll still be able to suit my thoughts, suit my feelings and suit myself, even if I'm having a hard day. Because I find that for me, it's when you're having the tough days that we can rely on the unhealthy patterns around us for a sense of escape, you know what I mean? Whereas that's where the practice makes perfect. So that when we're feeling low or feeling off, that's when I think it matters to kind of practice resilience and practice longevity with, with the kind of well-being tools or the healthy tools. Like, you know what I mean? That's great when you're in great form and oh, I can't wait to go over sea lip or I can't wait to do yoga. But today's week, oh, I don't really don't want to do yoga today. I feel so low. I feel so off. They're the days that you need it the most, like, you know? That, yeah. It, it's a weird one, though, because in itself, and this might just be me just... It's, but that in itself is a bit of a weird paradox because you're trying not to attach your happiness, let's say, to any external thing, but then you, you, you have to meditate and you do yoga and do. So, like, it's like this kind of, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it is a weird one, isn't it? It's yeah, a, like, it's like not, oh, it's well, I need all this stuff. Desire, like, like, do I need desire. it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you're like, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's just a paradox. I think it's like a, you know, like, I know that I feel better when I do get exercise food's good drink enough water do a meditation read a little bit get all my work done you know um stay off my phone all, this is all yeah. kind of day, daily and um, self-love kind of um practices that i do right now yeah and i'm like but so in in that sense i am kind of using or what was the, the way you said it like i'm kind of placing my contentment in in these somewhat external factors in a way mm. but it, i know it's internal in a way as well but it's like if i don't do them then i'm way worse off so it's, it's like bad it's like how do you measure how do you measure like the negative consequences like what what defines a good and a bad addiction like boy mm. is this serve me like getting in the sea and going for a run is going to serve me better than drinking and eating fucking loads of yeah. chocolate and pizza like so it's like yeah the book might good. be might be somewhat dependent on it but it's like do we how do we measure it in terms of like what's good and bad that we say right the more negative the consequences then it's that's what's considered a good addiction versus a bad addiction maybe addiction is a very strong word uh, no you know, it's not but, i think it's i think it's right or compulsion or whatever you know? yeah but it's it's true and then and like i had um, my partner say to me recently because i'm just doing a lot of you know work you know self-work introspective work and all she was kind of going i think you're doing too much (laughs) because it to the point where i'm having you know mad dreams where my like subconscious is coming to the to the forefront and i'm i'm 
I'm more retracted around people because I'm just so in my thought or like in in my thoughts but, but I'm thinking about being present like I'm, it's almost like I'm doing I'm just got so much coming in like going on or whatever where I like, be present now or I do your meditation do this all right now and then don't forget to be present and uh oh yeah but also like I'm thinking about this thing and why I feel that way and why I said that and then oh yeah go back to being present it's just so much and uh and uh she was kind of going I think you need to like chill out a little bit so it's like a, a positive a positive thing has the potential or the capacity to become a, a negative thing you know yeah it's, it's mad i've heard this analogy uh, recently that you know about pollen that bees use pollen to make honey but also mm. spiders use pollen uh, to make poison so some spiders mm. like you think black widow spiders use pollen to make poison so it's like mm. saying if you have this pollen, do you want to make, make a positive situation out of it or a negative? Like, do you want to make honey or poison? Like, so it's like, I suppose it's whatever way you, you want to view it, like, as well, like that, you know, it could be, you could say, we're going to do, like, like, for, like, for me, I struggle to rest, you know, I, what one person would struggle to get up off the couch and go for a run, I struggle to go from a run to get onto the couch, like, you know what I mean? I, I, I would always struggle to kind of rest that, like, when, like, doing something, like, with all this energy, and I just I'd, I'd struggle to like sit indoors and you know just rest, chill out, wind down, like you know what I mean. Whereas I want to go, 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 go. Like my form of meditation and relaxing could be like activity, you know, could be walking, running, swimming. You know, I find this real. I find this real tranquil and like really, really relaxing. Like whereas other people would find it quite intense and stressful, and you know what I mean. So, so my thing Which, is that to, to play devil's devil's advocate is a form of escapism in a sense, you know. Yeah, exactly. It is that. It's like, and it, yeah. why, why do, you, why are you doing all this training? Is it an inability mm. to sit with yourself? Are you trying to get a sense of self worth? If I get this good time, if I get this marathon, I feel worthy. And you know, and it's always, as you said, it's always self inquiring without judgment, though, and not to judge yourself. Yes, that is what you're doing, but you don't judge yourself. You're human. You're discovering. You know, and just observe and say, right, how is my relationship with this? And that's what always comes back to is self inquiry from a non-judgment standpoint like you know what i mean yeah and being as honest as you can be because that can be yeah. a hard one it's just getting through the layers of your own lights and yeah, um, yeah may but then and also at the same time you need certain things at certain times and perhaps you're at a point in your life where that is what you need that is the medicine you need is to be out and about and going all this kind of stuff and it might come a point where you go right now is the time to sit with myself yeah. you know and I think that's okay too. Um, again, so if you look, don't judge yourself for it. Like if, I, if I'm going, well, yeah, I actually need to be out doing this all the time for me to feel at my optimal. And be like, right, cool. That's all good. That's where, where I'm at right now, you know. And being okay with being where you're at. You know? Yeah, that's the thing. that We're all, we're always on our journey. And that's even when I'm looking back to, like, like back when you were younger, you just didn't have... The, the the experiences or the tools to do it any different and you're probably we're probably here sitting with this stuff now and then like 10 years time listen back to this podcast and just a scar so it's there but not to think that like not to do like not to think that we're wrong or right it's just that that's where we are at the moment we're right today like we're right from where yeah. we're in our present yeah. moment where we're at now and you know who knows what what, what the future holds but we're constantly growing and i think once we're always seeking, I think that's the main objective, that we're just seeking something, you know what I mean? Mm. That we're just always growing, that we're always going to say, how can I, how can I, um, 
explore more of it and just be curious and, and the whole thing of life, but not not the judge either, and not the not, not the kind of you know get too um get too wrapped up with 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 attachments and things like that, you know. Yeah, seek seeking. Yeah, it's a strange it's a strange one because I have all these things built around like the word seeking because I think of seeking, I think of goals, and then I think of goals, and I think of I, I, I think of pressure, and I think of it, but I know what you mean. Like it's more like yeah, curiosity is a good. You said we said curious. Yeah, when I, when I see like, like seeking seeking for me would be enlightenment. Seeking more the road that I'm on that was talking about like when I got that. I got I got a taste of something deeper than what the, the whole materialism or the capitalism around me. That's something deeper there. And I, I just to explore that and keep digging that going down that route and seeking, you know what I mean? Like and just connecting them with the universe that I know that when I do meditate, when I do sit still, I get when I feel lost sometimes, when I, I stop and sit still, that's when I feel my feelings. That's when I get I feel this intrinsic kind of compass. Like if we were talking about you were talking about that book keeps getting mentioned to you, like you know what I mean? That yeah, the man search yeah. of me. Is it you know? do you do you like it actually? Was I was got mad to ask you. The book, man, it's brilliant. I'm finishing soon. I'll, I'll give you a end of it, man, not a bother. It's a brilliant book. Um but yeah, and, and that's the thing that I'm always seeking. I'm always going to I think you know deep down, like it there's a difference between me seeking the, a big bank account and me seeking yeah. a, a philosophy in this book. Like, you know what I mean? That's something that that's connects true. you. And don't get me wrong, just because you're seeking a big bank account doesn't mean you're not on the right journey. That's just mm. if that's what you're seeking today, that's okay. Like, you know what I mean? But just for me, that I find that I find it satisfying when I know I'm seeking the right things. Like, you know what I mean? That when I know that I'm seeking philosophy knowledge, in, in, knowledge, yeah. Yeah, you know, or college or whatever it may be, but you kind of know deep down, as you said, you know, when the universe is kind of endorsing you, you know what I mean? Or you know, you're kind yeah, of on that's, the right path, you know? Yeah, I, I kind of feel it recently with just, yeah, just a book. Yeah, um, and then I've started doing, I just started talking about different things, even on Instagram and stuff. And, you can cut people messaging going, oh, you're like, actually, that's fucking, I needed to see that today or whatever. I started writing poems. I used to write poems in school. And I, was, and I don't know, for whatever reason, I just stopped. Probably because people, someone said, what are you writing bleeding poems for? Whatever. But I started again recently. And it's kind of my, um, it's kind of like my way of journaling because I'm not really a very organized person. <laughs> and uh, I'm not great at sticking to stuff like that. I, I have a bit of an aversion to lists and schedules and stuff and, and journaling kind of falls in that category for me yeah. but po, po, my, the poems now that i'm writing and i don't really endeavor to write them they just kind of start with a with a little thought and then it kind of yeah comes it's almost like a way of kind of, kind of be documenting my, my journey as to use the word you said earlier like, and uh, but then when you put them up and then you, you can feel like this kind of collective energy go yeah go on like that's that's the good stuff keep going with that stuff like yeah. you're on the right track kind of thing or um and then all everything just starts falling into place and all and then i know that you hear people saying this all the time you know oh yeah and then everything will just you know start coming at you and all the but it actually does it really it actually does yeah. happen and you can and it's a and it's a tangible feeling like or maybe not tangible you know what I mean but like for, from my perspective and from the perspective of what's happening too it's a very tangible um feeling you you actually feel like you're being supported or something by the by 
whatever energy is out there in the world and you're yeah. being pushed forward you're being catapulted forward and whatever you know you just you feel in alignment i think is the to use the alignment yeah that's that's the one there is it's like there's like we i think from i think we all intrinsically have these morals within us you know what i mean that we know good from bad like you were saying about you didn't like hitting people but you did enjoy doing going doing the coffee and you know going exploring that and doing yoga like that we do have intrinsic whether we want to acknowledge them or not you know we all have this intrinsic kind of compass and now right from wrong like you know what i mean that now right this is disturbing someone this is taking away someone's peace you know and and i think that can me not acknowledging this in a compass i can that's when i want to seek distractions that i can turn to drink drugs or materialism because i'm not listening to this in a compass i know what i'm doing is not right but i still want to do it anyway you know and it's it's yeah. like and you know what i mean it's so when i actually stop and say all, no, the, what? all the bias stuff starts yeah there. it's like all what, what lights me soul on for what gives me a sense of joy like you know what you're talking about poetry man and uh i love poetry like it's one of my expos expresses how to because you know they say like language and i take it is, is the is a prison for our feelings you know what i mean that the words that we use doesn't always capture how we truly feel that we're putting limits on it but uh obviously me i read this uh, it's funny that we're talking about like habits and dependency and things like this because at this poem uh really stood out to me as so i'll just i'll just give it a quick read tell me what you think right so i walk down the street there's a deep hole in the sidewalk i fall in i am lost i am helpless it isn't my fault it takes forever to find a way out i walk down the same street there is a hole in the sidewalk i pretend i don't see it i fall in again i can't believe i'm in the same place but it isn't my fault it takes a long time to get out i walk down the same street there's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it is there. I still fall in. It's a habit. My eyes are open. I know where I am. It is my fault. I get out immediately. I walk down the same street. There is a hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. I walk down another street. And uh, that's a that's a poem with Borsha and Nelson. And uh, I think it's, it's the process. Uh, it's it's the process of uh, of just kind of yeah, getting sick of your own shit and getting <laughs> and get moving past it. Yeah. Isn't that the thing? And, and and like a lot of people, like we, we can keep doing this. Like, I know Albert Einstein has a famous quote, you know, doing the same thing, expecting different that results. Is, and it's like, yeah, how long am exactly. I going to do that thing? How many times am I going to touch the stove until I realize like this is it's pain? And we, we're all caught up in this pain, pleasure kind of paradox, like, you know what I mean? That we want to hide to the low, to hide to the low. And I think I heard someone say recently that a lot of people like they want to stay asleep, that they don't want to be awoken, that they, they don't want the cure, they just want relief from the pain that the, the you know, whatever they're doing, they're just constantly looking for the next distraction, you know, the next this thing in the distance will make me happy to say, I know this is like the narrative for this podcast, is but it's, it's mad, like you know what I mean, that we rather than. Um, I suppose going down and falling in the same hole every every time. So again, how can I kind of look inwards and say, right, why am we? Why do I keep ending up here? What can I do differently so I don't fall into that hole? Yeah. How can I avoid it? But again, not judge myself for falling into the hole. Like, yeah, and it co- that that takes. I think that sometimes takes more action than people talk about. Yeah. Because a lot of people talk about. Uh, you just you know you just have to look inwards and you have to realize this but you can realize something all you want mm. if you don't take the actionable steps or if you don't put something in place yeah. to change that it's gonna just always be there and you're gonna get stuck in that cycle i, I put yeah. this up because i wrote a little poem about kind of self-forgiveness basically and 
I kind of, I think, I, put, I can't remember exactly, but I, but I put up a story kind of explaining it. And I said, like, for me, it's like, it's a four, it was like four steps. It was like awareness that you, you kind of need the forgiveness and what you need forgiveness for. Um, then it was kind of the acceptance of all that kind of stuff and that it's not happening anymore. And that, yeah. you know, you're, hu- you're human and you make mistakes. But then it's action, you know, then, then, it's, then it's action and, uh, and changing those things, like walking around that hole. And then you can forgive yourself because you can trust yourself that you're not going to fall down a hole again. I love that. Yeah. So it's not, sometimes it's not as easy. It's just, you know, so I think it's very important to talk about, yeah. like the action for you is, you know, your road to recovery, that's taking action on that. You yeah. know? Whereas you could have just been like, yeah, I'm actually, I know that I have a problem and it's shit and this and that, whatever. And then not actually going to take any action about yeah. it. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like, it's like acknowledgement is like, it's only half the battle. Like it's like you're sitting on the Titanic and you're just switching seats. Like you're still going down. It's about I acknowledge there's a hole in the boat. Like, well, am I willing to jump on onto the lifeboat? Like, yeah, you just walking I mean? up the bow, yeah, just up to the top. Going, yeah, Jesus, right, that's an awful stuck, hole. Yeah. Right, going back to your room, like you know, and yeah. you're kind of like yeah. you know. So it's like it's acknowledgement, but action is the hard bit, man. That we can get all like, and again, the ego and intellectualizing. I've done this with a. I don't this with like mindfulness that instead of like practicing, like I remember my sponsor first said to me about getting in touch with like connect connection and you know trying meditation and mindfulness. And straight away I I, I bought all the books, Edgar Tall, Anthony DeMello, you know, I, I signed up to do a yogi course. I done all the intellectualizing without actually the action, without actually doing the meditation, the mindfulness. I wanted to yes, I wanted yeah. to buy the books and I was like the guy that instead of getting into cycling, he buys all the magazines and all the gear, yeah. the best bike, the best, barely even look at the best helmet, yeah. you know, it's aerodynamic and all, but he never actually gets on the fucking bike, like, you know what I mean? And that, that was yeah. me intellectualizing it and not taking the action, like, you know? Mm. Yeah, same. Yeah, nearly, like, sometimes, yeah, I bought this book about, I got this book, about, and I never even would read them, you know? <laughs> I, I have that book there. I have a lot of books there that I got at a certain time because I was, trying to probably like you're saying kind of prescribe to a certain thing and then i just didn't even pick them up like you know what i mean it was just yeah, yeah it's just like looking for that little oh, like it's like oh, i feel better now because i've done this but it's you're not actually you know you're still you're still jumping in the hole yeah yeah but that's the thing because again it's a catering for our ego because our ego just loves to say wants to be able to understand something that they, they not look inwards but if we can if we can just do a task that will overcome this inner mm-hmm. suffering like you say right column and don't worry about like looking inwards or sitting with your feelings instead i want you to get up on that light there and hang upside down for five minutes and that make you feel okay because i can understand that task and i can do it and it's the ego's need to understand what it needs to do like and to follow what steps it needs to follow like you know what i mean whereas just keep doing that meditating and sitting with your thoughts and your feelings is like Jesus, like, what I don't like that at all. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Whereas if you tell me, yeah. right, if you if you can stand your head upside down for three for three hours, that'll make you feel good. So I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I'll need to do. Like so mm. again, it's the, yeah. the ego's need to capture uh, what it, like it needs it needs the steps. I need to see the instruction manual. I need the IKEA mm-hmm. instructions, right? Number one, put the screw in there, number two, put the you know what I mean? Whereas I can't do what can't like just being able to sit still and sit with yourself and sit with your feelings and you know, that, that can be the difficult bit when we're not given instructions, like we're not given like physical instructions into what to do, like instead of just just sit still, be find your intrinsic self and kind get to know mm. that inner inner energy that's going that we all have, like you know. 
Yeah, and I think in the same, I think you're saying the same thing as what, as what I'm about to say, but like it came up for me in a meditation recently is like, just to stop asking questions. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. just like, you know, we want answers, you know, in the same way that you were saying we want a direction. Or... Like, it's just like, stop asking, just, you know, don't be asking questions. You know, yeah, I don't that, that maybe doesn't that doesn't sound as profound as it was for me in the meditation but basically I was kind of asking this kind of you know uh, sometimes I like when I get into a bit of a meditative state I go right I'll just ponder these things now you know certain things that have been you know in the back of my mind or whatever and one of them yeah. is like you know this kind of theory of or that the universe is uh, constantly expanding and I was so I was like asking in this meditation I was like well what's it expanding into because you know if it's expanding there must be something that's expanding into and then yeah. basically the the answer that i kind of got was just stop yeah. asking questions just stop asking questions you don't need like you know what i mean just let go of that you know you don't and i think what you were saying there is like that you don't need to have always a uh it's it's just a process it's just yeah. the process rather than the rather than the answer or the or the solution or the you know that book is the solution or that yeah um that this is the solution or you know those quick things it's 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 more just like the constant Mm -hmm. yeah i love that so like what what um so before we just wrap it up what um what would be part of your daily like ritual every day like what's what are some of your non-negotiables non-negotiables um i can tell you what i what i like when i feel the best what i do but that doesn't mean i do them every day yeah. The things I try, you know, I try the things I really try to do, I suppose, um, um, would be, yeah, always, always a meditation of some sort. And sometimes that can look different, you know, it's not always sitting cross legged on the floor. Sometimes it's with a um, guided one, or sometimes it's uh, just not, no, no set no inputs you know just just kind of sitting and kind of focus on the breath and stuff so i like if i do that some form of exercise like movement any some sort of movement i i, I find that if i don't have some movement i i it's i don't do well mm. as well you know I yeah need to, i need to be moving or something yeah, at least once a day or something yeah when i don't i know about it um, um Reading is a big one for me now, but it wasn't for a long time. What, what's the best book you think you've read, or what book do you think had a massive impact on your life? Um, there's two at the moment that that, that I think. Um, one was years ago. It was the War of Art, the Stephen Pressfield one. The War War it's of Art. Of, yeah, it's just right. all, you basically the voice in your mind that just tells you not to do things. Yeah, <laughs> it makes excuses and all that. You know, yeah. that was a big one. Like, that was kind of in line with like i was saying to you when i started to listen to rogan and all that kind of stuff i think he was actually on that and that's where i found the book and or tim ferris maybe i got onto tim ferris then but that kind of concept of like that you're the only thing standing in your way you know whatever yeah and war of art was big in that one and then the other one that really changed every, like how i just live at now is the new earth by eckhart Tolle. yeah and um, now i've read power of now two years ago and that also was very profound for me at the time but new earth was like i just couldn't put it down like i just it just spoke to me you know yeah it's a great book because it 
tell about the ego, you know. Yeah, and he's really good at like intellectual or articulate articulating like the the ego and the eye and the self and mm. the sense of presence and awareness. Like he's really mm. good at it, like in a simple way. Yeah. Now, I I like I said to you earlier, I'm trying to read more on that because I think that it's obviously just one person's opinion, you know. And there's certain aspects of that, you know, where you know he would say that there's like. Oh, it's very simple. You have the your thoughts, and you have your the event, and then your thoughts about the event. Yeah. And then it's funny, isn't it? Oh, I find him. He's really easy yeah. to read, but I find it real hard to listen to. Him. Like, to you listen know, having a podcast yeah. is like it's a hard to kind of. But if you're reading it, it's really easy to read. Like he's tricky, he's a bit yeah. slow. Yeah, even his laugh, like ha ha ha. Yeah. Oh, he laughs like Dracula, like yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, it's Sesame Street. Oh, yeah, oh, that's oh. He's uh, and yeah, so he kind of like sometimes it can be a bit black and white with him. Like he's like, you know, like I was saying there, he's like you have the event, and then you have your thoughts about the event. Your thoughts about the event are generally what causes your depression, your anxiety, your fear, your all this kind of stuff. And then he's like, so if you just realize that that event isn't happening anymore, then you'll be basically in a nutshell. I'm really, uh, I'm really like kind of dumbing it down a little bit, but like, but then then you, you think about someone who was for example say like abused as a kid or something and then their whole upbringing has just been like torturous and just gruesome and then you go and you tell them oh but it's not happening anymore you should be grand you're like oh but it's so there's a huge gray area there so i love like his concepts and all that kind of stuff but i think it's important to then go right i need to understand you know another and that's why i'm kind of reading about Carl Jung was another one of those people who just kept coming up for me. And I went to a few different lectures in the yoga studio that I was going to. And, and then, but then I just bought his autobiography recently. There it is there. That's and, class, yeah. And uh, just trying to hear about, you know, a, a psychiatrist's kind of take on, because he also would have some kind of philosophical and spiritual views as well, but also yeah. an analytical, empirical background of kind of like, you know, people, and then, the concept of the pain body and all this and just yeah, it's really carrying, carrying their pain and their body on. So it's, it's just nice to hear yeah. all these different kind of thing and then kind of amalgamate them into your own kind of view of things. And, I, and that's something I want to be doing for forever, you know. Mm. That's why getting back into, to round that out, it's just that's why getting back into reading has been huge for me because I feel like it's just really nourishing my soul now just getting Yeah, it's, it's nice when you go down them rabbit holes and you're like, you're like, yeah, I like this stuff. Like, it's you're talking about reactions mm-hmm. there. And to quote me, best mm-hmm. pal now, Victor Frankl again, uh, mm-hmm. he has a great one like, between stimulus and response, there is a, re- a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. Like, it's like mm-hmm. no matter what the events are, we're only as good as how we react to that situation. Like, you know what I mean? And that's how we can show our true kind of growth and our true character is when we're faced with like hardships and how we react to them, how we let them, we define them events around us. Like, you know what I mean? If, like, say you get two people, one guy doesn't get it, two, two of them don't get the job. One guy saying, no, maybe it's not for me. I'll get the next one. I'll try again. I'll use this as an experience. How can I better myself? How can I use this to say, well, what could I do better? Where the guy number two that doesn't get the job goes inwards, say, I'm not good enough, I'm, I'm bad at what I do, I must, must be because I'm good, bad at this or I'm bad at that, and give himself a hard time. Like, you know, so it's yeah. kind of it's all about how we want to depict our, our mindsets and how we look at situations yeah. and events, like, you know. Mm. Yeah, it's it's just that layer then of, 
of if if there is deep suffering on that person, it's it, t- it can take a lot to get them to the point where they can even be aware that they yeah. have 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 to even aware that they have the ability to do that. And this is kind of the, the kind of rabbit hole, as you, as you said, that I'm on yeah, now. It is. It's, just, it's, it's trying, trying to have more of a, of an empathetical, like, yeah. of, like, oh yeah, but you just choose this or choose that. You're like, yeah, but this person, you know, yeah. you know, what's that thing? It's like, it's like we're, we all may be in the storm, but some of us have a little dinghy, some of us have a big, big uh, yacht, uh, some of us are drowning. Oh, and like, yeah, and that kind of thing, you know? So yeah, it's kind of yeah. like, just under just realize and understanding that we're not all in the same place and so yeah um, it's mad isn't it and, and what that I love all this, lovely. yeah think about philosophy and going down all these rabbit holes is that all you ever come up with is like a conclusion for today that's like god oh, this is it i've spent years studying this but i've only come to this, at this point of view yeah. and then it's like yeah. all right now what and then you're going to go down another rabbit hole another you know so it's never it's it's always going to reveal and you're never going out a finished Jeez. destination which i think is cool as well but we're always on yeah. a journey to seek and going to explore and be like what, what's for like, that's what philosophy is it's, it's all theories mm-hmm. it's all point of views it's all opinions mm-hmm. really isn't it yeah. it's um and it sometimes is like I said, it's not easy. It's not an easy endeavor. Like yeah. sometimes I think it'd be easier to just watch the Kardashians all day, or something. isn't it? But that's the, getting <laughs> getting awoken up, man. It's so hard. It's like it's like you're a cow on the way into the, the slaughterhouse, and you've just been awoken, and you've come aware of the situation around, and all the other cows saying, "I keep walking." You're like, "We're going into a slaughterhouse." You're not. Just keep walking. What are you doing? Keep doing. Like you know, and it's like you've become aware, but. It, it's sometimes you're like, I wish I could go back to sleep and just be, be satisfied by the Kardashians and shitty food and yeah. the gargling at the weekend and getting the next paycheck and just living, be going back to sleep essentially, like, you know. Yeah, and that's where I think, um, and I'm just figure, coming to this conclusion myself now, the things you were talking about that get you out of your head and into your body. For me, like, uh, me it was the one that really got me out of my head you know all that stuff you, you have to have that in there if you're just sitting there all day doing this going thinking about pondering you know the questions of who i am and this and that and all, you're gonna yeah. just you're gonna be gonzo you're gonna be just it's, yeah. it's nearly as bad as as being you have to you know you need that balance you if you asleep and you have a sleep and then too too woke you yeah yeah it's, it's mad bro man yeah, and finish that's, that's right, i'm gonna Pondering finish comes in I'm going to finish with the podcast. This last question. What's the best mm. advice you've ever gotten? The best advice I've ever gotten? Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. There's, there's a lot, I suppose. I can't think of, I can't think of one. And everything that comes to my mind is just recent stuff, you know? What, what what's popped into your head? Um, what's the universe asking it to disclose? <laughs> the first thing that popped into my head, and this is not in relation to anything we've been talking about in the whole podcast, was one of my old bosses um, told me that uh, early is on time. 
that's the one that's, that's effective yeah which is and uh, it actually changed how i approached well because like um you basically just used to i'd be late for things and i was late for things my whole life up until this kind of concept came into my head and or like they said he put it to me and he kind of was saying you know like if you're late for someone or whatever or something or whatever He's like, it's kind of saying in a way that your time, you think your time is more valuable than theirs. And I was like, oh, that really, that really hits me. Like, you know, and I just, that was actually, that's a more uh, useful piece of advice, I suppose, that people yeah. uh, can take can take away if they're listening. It's just, you know, be early is on time. It's a nice little saying you can say it yourself and, and you'll find that people appreciate that. And then, I don't know, like. Yeah, if you're not, if you're not 10 minutes early or late, well, it's, it's, it's funny that you say that because we were talking about being woken up, you know, and mm-hmm. it was listening to like uh, Alan Watts uh, thing recently and he's, he's talking like uh, a lot of people, like when you're in bed nice and cozy and your alarm goes off, like a lot of people don't like to be woken up, a lot of people rather just stay asleep, like, you know, it's, it's easier living, like, you know what I mean? And I, suppose I can even reflect back to like when I, when I was drinking and I suppose the unhealthy relationship that I, deal, that I, that I developed with alcohol was that when I was so, when I was drinking, I only had one fear as where the next drink was coming from. But when I was sober, I would fear relationships, I'd low self-esteem, I'd insecurities, I'd fear what my boss thought, I'd fear what my friends thought, I'd fear my, I'd, there was trauma from my childhood, I'd, so much shit in my life that I was that from a sober mind was just torturing me. But when I drank, you know, I just had, it was just an easier life. It was living in the drunken life, like, you know what I mean? And then when I got sober, then I actually finding tools and, and resources to kind of help deal with a sober life. That's not just putting down the drink and everything's rosy in the garden. That's like, right, what, what are the tools and the and developing new mindsets and thought processes and beliefs and behaviours and patterns that are going to empower me and serve me, like, you know what I mean? And, uh, and that that's the thing that if I was to just live in that drunken world, it's a, it's a lot easier, it's a lot easier place to live than being, being awoken, essentially, like, you know? Yeah. And that's the same as, um, like I said, you can fall into that trap with the spirituality as well. You yeah. can be just going around the world doing plant medicine ceremonies and ecstatic dance retreats and yoga retreats. And you can be like, this is just amazing. But then it's the same thing, right? yeah. in my opinion. It's the same thing. You're still, you're, it's escapism. You know, you're, 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 you're running away from the, the yeah, you're running away from yourself in a way, and, and it's ironic because you, you you think that you're finding yourself. Yeah, it's oh, mad, it's a, isn't it? It's a it's a it's a tricky one, you know. Yeah, right, bro. It's been absolutely powerful. This is this this was an amazing conversation. We've got so much out of this. Like, we had no idea this was the turn it would take. Um, we definitely went down a few That's... interesting uh, rabbit holes, man. I got so much out of this, and I really, really enjoy just talking to like-minded people, man. So thanks a million for coming on and giving us your time. Yeah, it was a good... I don't know if we... It was like the art of saying loads but saying nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. For, two, for two hours. <laughs> yeah. People are people going to listen and just go, I don't even... They're just going to be going, what? <laughs> but, but it's good. If, gonna, if, if it provokes, if it provokes thought... <laughs> If it provokes thought, if 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 anything, it's, it's the most important thing is just to kind of food for thought, just get people going. Yeah, I mean, I never thought about it in that way. Yeah, that's it. Or maybe you know, it doesn't. It doesn't have. They don't have to. They don't have to agree with anything we've said. But if it makes them think about the the subject or the the topic themselves, then that's a good. It's an achievement, you know. I think anyway. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Right, man. Enjoy yeah. the enjoy the rest of your yeah. day, and I might catch you for a seat yeah. up sometime. Yeah, definitely. Pleasure to talk to you. Cheers, man.